morning. 10 minutes to change your mind. And I want to welcome all our returning listeners and a special welcome to all new listeners. My name is Carl Schilling, and I'm your host and facilitator in this journey that we're going to take to maximize the power of your creative mind. Don't let anyone tell you that you do not have the power yourself to manifest and create anything and everything you want in life. Okay. But before we get started this morning, uh, in his book, The Referral of a Lifetime, Tim Templeton tells us that everyone knows 250 people. Quite true. We all do. We don't think about it. But uh, when you sit down and really dig into it, you'll find that you do. So I want to challenge you to share 10 minutes to change your mind with everyone you know. Tell them about it. Let them catch up with us, okay? Just tell them how to find us on Spotify, Anchor, or Google. Because if you do this, you'll be helping with this mission of bringing the power of the creative mind to everyone. Uh, before this morning, I want to talk to you about some things that um, Russell Conwell had written in Acres of Diamonds. But before we get going, uh, I would like to uh, give a shout out for Anchor. Uh, I do this podcast at Anchor, and, and I want to do this for uh, uh, to tell you how it's really one of the easiest and best places to create your own podcast. So I think that for those of you who have something to say, and everybody does, but if you have some uh, mainline thought leadership or something you really want to bring to people, go out to Anchor, get yourself started, and create your own podcast. I, I, uh, I would like to see you do that, okay? Make a difference. Obviously, we're talking about the power of our creative mind. So that's one way that you can make a difference by <clears throat> sharing with others, you know, your thoughts and things that are going on. Well, let me kind of talk to you about um, some things that um, Russell Conwell shared in Acres of Diamonds, because I think it's so important to people's mindset and thoughts. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of a story. He's now in Acres of Diamonds. This is a magnificent little book. It's a booklet. It's not a big thing. It's a booklet. And, um, it's one of his uh, speeches, and he gave this talk all across the country. Now, this one particularly he was doing in Philadelphia, but if you know the background of um, of uh, Russell Conwell, he was uh, a, a really a really uh, successful man in a lot of different areas. You know, he'd started out; he was a uh, pastor, so he had started out in the church. Um, he became the editor of a newspaper. He was a general who fought in the Civil War, who actually uh, was sitting in Lincoln's office uh, two or three days before Lincoln was assassinated. And uh, he talks a little bit about that. And uh, and then ultimately, you know, he went on to raise $11 million, which in that period of time, now think about it, this was, uh, you know, in the late 1800s, um, $11 million. Uh, he raised all that money in order for him to start um, Temple University because he was very, very keen on the thought that um, there could be a university where people could learn how to think and learn how to become totally <clears throat> educated in an independent life. So he started Temple University. But let me let me just share a little bit about this thing from uh, his speech that night, okay? So um, the best thing I can do is illustrate by actual facts well known to you all. A.T. Stewart, a poor boy in New York, had a dollar fifty to begin life on. He lost eighty-seven and a half cents on a very on his very first venture. In fact, how fortunate uh, you know how fortunate that young man who loses the first time he gambles. The boy said, "I'll never gamble again in business," and he never did. 
So how come he came to lose 87 and a half cents? Well, you probably know the story, how he lost it, because he bought some needles, threads, and buttons to sell, which uh, people didn't want. And he had uh, those needles, threads, and buttons left on his hands, so for a dead loss. Uh, so said the boy, I will not lose any more money in that way. Then he uh, went around first to the doors and asked the people what they wanted. Then when he came to find out what they wanted, he invested 62 and a half cents in uh, supply of a known demand. So study it wherever you choose, in business, in your first profession, in your housekeeping, whatever your life. The one thing is the secret of success. You must first know the demand. You must know what people uh, need and then invest yourself where you are most needed. Uh, A.T. Stewart went on to that principle until he was worth what amounted afterwards to $40 million. Okay, owning the very store in which Mr. Wanamaker carries on his great work in New York. So his fortune was made by his losing something which taught him the great lesson that he must only invest himself or his money in something that people need. When will you salesmen learn it? When will you manufacturers learn that you must know the changing needs of humanity? And that's the only way to succeed in life. So basically, the understanding of demand is really the nature of how you can create great success. I once worked, uh, I was working with a developer um, back in the early 2000s, and we were on a project uh, being sold in Tampa. It was a beautiful project, and uh, it was going to have a magnificent golf course, and it was in, a, 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 it was in Brooksville, uh, which is a wonderful wooded, uh, old, older area uh, in Florida. And basically, we were selling this um, development uh, to investors and to people who wanted to, um, you know, hopefully build and live in the uh, community. Uh, and during my time on the phone, I started to recognize something because I was speaking to so many people and I was sharing with them what we had and how it would fit for them. And then I was getting back. So I started writing down a lot of things. I started writing down oh, everything people told me, you know, the people told me, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. This is what I would like to have. So I started speaking to people and asking them if, uh, if you had your total choice of a development where you wanted to live and build a home and you wanted to start your life and uh, the lifestyle and life experience you would like to have, what would that look like? What would you, what would it need to have? And I listed those things. And then it dawned on me that if I were the developer, which I wasn't, but if I were the developer, I now had in my hands 2,000 people who I knew specifically what those people wanted. So as opposed to me developing something that, you know, was my vision, why not go out and create the vision that these 2,000 people want because I could have that pre-sold in a heartbeat. But again, you see, this is why we 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 st we we have th stinking thinking because sometimes we get so captured in our own vision that we um, exclude everything else around it, and that our vision has to fit a certain pathway. But imagine that you went out and you found out what a, a, a nice solid number and group of people wanted and needed. 
and then you just simply provided that for them. That's all you had to do. But see, we do that backwards in sales because we do all sales. Think about all the sales. People call other people and they share with them this wonderful thing that they may have and this wonderful solution without first knowing if those people are even in the market for that solution. So it's a lot of wasted time. It's best to first find out where the demand is, what are people demanding, and then then simply step back and fulfill the demand. It really is that simple. Business could be that simple. Don't let other things get in the way. Recognize that the demand that others have is the great opportunity you have to fulfill it. And now that may not sound sexy, and that may not sound um, like, uh, oh, wow, that leaves out all my own creativity, that leaves all this other stuff out. Not really. Not really. You still have your own uh, effective creativity, and you still have your own ability to continue to grow that marketplace. So again, remember, it's all about demand. I, I know that a lot of salespeople may listen to my uh, podcast and because I'm always talking about salespeople because it's the nature of where I came from. But let me tell you, all of you out there, you salespeople, start prospecting based on what people need and want, not what you have. And then create a large list and a pool of people who all told you they want this and need that. And then go out, find the thing that they need and solve their problem. Bring them that solution. Find the demand first and then bring the supply. All right. Well, listen, another day, I want you to use your mind positively. Get in your journal. Create that which you really want to have, okay? And after today's lesson, think a little differently. Turn around and start thinking in terms of demand as opposed to supply, okay? Have a great day, and I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow.